Hi Beirut Buzzers and welcome back to another episode of the Beirut Buzz podcast brought to you by Beirut.com. Last week we had a pleasant conversation about fine art mood photography with Oliver Hello, and today we're going to discuss a different type of art, um, mixology, with Firas Youssef. He is an award-winning bartender who is currently managing uh, Amelia Beirut's bar. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Amelia, it's a refined lounge hiding on the busy street of Marmchayel. Um, and it has an interior that's really perfectly designed to blow your mind. Um, Firas will be telling us more about the place's background story and his journey as well throughout this conversation. Hi Firas. Hello Lynn, how are you doing? Hello everyone. Uh, I'm good. And are you in a good mood today? I'm very good mood. Feeling so positive today. Amazing. So, conversation So, what made you quit the world of filmmaking and join the world of spirits? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a filmmaker by choice. I'm a bartender by by nature. After graduating uh, from the from the audiovisual uh, school. I stepped into the bar industry once again after after I have quit it. But Sidiet, you know, this is the place where I truly felt home. This mm-hmm. is where I belonged. So you know this feeling when it hits, tough, you know, you're you're on the right path, you're in the right industry, you you are where you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but you know it's bad. I mesh in parallel. And I come in after after the audiovisual dressed wine. I studied wine as a science. I had degree for you. Was wonderful hospitality, built in. Mm-hmm. Um, but has your degree influence uh, influences your work behind the the bar in any way? Hey, on multiple levels. Now, Damon, when you add a cinematic or theatrical touch to everything, the show gets better. We are in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. so uh, com- coming from a cinematic background gave me a huge advantage when I'm telling a story of a cocktail, when I'm selling something, when I'm creating something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Firas, when I first met you, you told me that you have uh, this ability to create guests a drink based on their mood. Um, <laughs> how true. would you explain this superpower to us? Well, it's not a superpower. What I believe in, you know, if someone's ordering a cocktail, they're looking for a certain feeling to to get from this cocktail, a certain emotion. Well, this came with time. Uh, yeah, after I learned how to read people well, out of show, but don't out of what they're looking for, what, what what satisfies them, I was able to understand the structure of the cocktail itself, the, the spirit behind it, not just the spirits inside it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I started developing this philosophy of mine. Who are you? Tell me, you tried some of the cocktails. Does it work? Yeah, it does. I I told um, Firas and Noah, I didn't want to drink something that's super strong. You know, like, I just want to chill and drink something that doesn't have a lot of alcohol, but few like a punch. So he made me a transparent raspberry drink. My first surprise when it came transparent and not purple or, you know, um, raspberry colored. <laughs> and surprise, um, surprise. Yeah. And then he asked me, where did this drink take you? Which was a very interesting question. Camino. So you always have these conversations with customers. Well, I believe that's the essence of bartending. It's not about creating a cocktail. Your mom can create a perfect cocktail if she knows really the, the flavors. Mm-hmm. But, so no, it's about the interaction. Hey, the, hey, the, we're not a service industry. 
we're mm-hmm. serving people we're not their servants but we serve them it's yeah. the guest experience we experience are, are we meeting their expectations are we exceeding their expectations are they here for for the good time they come to, to they come to the board they're not just buying the cocktail they're buying the experience itself the place the music the mood the service the, the hospitality all, all together it's one package Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this um, is really the essence of bartending, mishpas mixing flavors. Yeah, yeah. Your inventive cocktails have also brought you not only like local recognition, but also global recognition. Um, you got titled uh, the Beijing winner of Elite Art of Martini Competition in 2017, yep. um, which led you to become the first runner-up in the grand finals in Ibiza. So tell us more about your winning recreation. And I also judged the competition the following yeah, year. Yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so tell us more about the winning recreations of the dry martini cocktail. What are they and what's the inspiration behind them? Uh, all right, that, uh, back in 2017, I was I was looking for luxury inside my cocktail. But where where should I look for? And in gold, it's been made. Diamonds, they were made. Abel, few cocktails, few on diamonds. Namalo mara, the cocktail be twenty five dollar. So, thought about the one thing that has never been done before and cannot be easily remade: lobster. Mm-hmm. Lobster was the keyword of the cocktail. So I created this uh, elite uh, vodka cocktail martini ma lobster. If you a lobster, uh, matcha tea, artichoke brine, uh, wine matbukh ma zatar, lemongrass. Oh, wow. A yeah, and alongside, alongside the cocktail, uh, green olives were served stuffed with lobster come in. Okay, so you're really able to balance all these strong flavors together. Sab, what about your second drink? Yeah, the first runner up. Oh, is, is this the second drink? No, that was the first one. That, that's oh, the cocktail okay. I won here in Lebanon. Then in the grand finals in Spain, in Spain I made something that I called the... Uh, it was the Neptune Martini. Neptune was the, the Roman god of the sea. Yeah, and it had oysters in it. Oysters? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember creating a special perfume for the cocktail, lemongrass based for you, had the citrusy, lemony uh, notes. Mm-hmm. You know, every lady needs her perfume, so I had to create a special perfume, la hell drink specifically. Oh. Let's move on to Emilio. Keep it forward the history with in your drinks. So, what's really striking about Amelia is that it's an aviation themed bar and restaurant so when you step in you see a big flying plane and bartenders are all wearing you know these stylish goggles and leather masks uh, all of which are standout features that distinguish the bar from any other which famous figure is the theme based on amelia Earhart, the very famous pilot amelia was the first pilot uh, the first female pilot Alam. she achieved things that were unimaginable back in the days she flights all over the Atlantic Ocean she called for help for the Pacific she went into a storm then uh, she disappeared suddenly she, she Amelia never came back she was never to be found she simply vanished so now we opened exactly 81 years later and for, from our perspective, she crashed into our place. You saw her, you saw the plane in Beirut. We have a proof. 
Yeah. We found her. We found her here in Beirut. Camila Amelia also opened opened its doors in Dubai this summer. Our Shirabi. Right. Um, thank you. Thank you. Does this Dubai spot have the same ambience, the same theme? It does. Uh, we preserve the the original identity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Had a plane in, in the Dubai place? Yes, there's a massive plane, the Dubai plane. But it's it it, uh, it flies over the place, مثل عنا كمان بتكب smoke. That's not بتكب flames. وشو خبرية الوقت تكب smoke و flames You know, I told you she crashed into a storm. She called for help. Yes. So in her memory, every day we recreate the scene. You can you, you can hear her voice calling for help. The original voice, you can imagine. وتيارا بتبلش تدخن and it suddenly bursts into flames. We recreate the scene every every night. Okay, لأن okay once you visit Amelia, you're not actually going to Madam Khayel and deciding on that's a cool barn. It's right, Lala. You're going straight to Amelia. We're we're standalone, even though we're opening. We we opened in a very busy street, but we wanted this to stay this way, لأنه إذا بدك. Amelia is a location, is a destination and we want to preserve this. You won't find people like but just simply walking by and coming in. They know where they're going. Um so also one of um, the challenges that Amelia faced were destruction by the, the 4th of August explosion. Oh um, God! Yes. So, it did to rebuild the whole place. one of like the interior identity It's a big part of its identity. Okay, so, so that was a huge challenge. Uh, I haven't told you this, but. Uh, بس أميليا اللوكيشن الأساسية هي كانت ستابل أحسن للجيش العثماني. It's the oldest remaining in Beirut. So ترينا نرجع نعبرها نعمرها بطريقة لنرجع نحافظ على هال على هال إذا بدك هال هالشي اللي تركوا لنا هي هال هالتاريخ بس تفوت للجو أنت قاعدة جوات مبنى تاريخ عمره 400 سنة. So it took us this this much time لنرجع نرده exactly مثل ما كان ما ما كان بدنا هالسبيريت تموت مع الانفجار. Well, we're glad you're back. Lana, the place is amazing. Okay, I have a series of short questions for you. But the first one is a series of short questions for you. All right. So, yeah, are you ready? I am. What's the most ordered drink at Amelia? Mafishi ever, ever, ever as great as Negroni, be right. What cocktail would you like to see disappear? What would you like to see disappear? That's a tough one. I guess, uh, what is it called? Uh, bullfrog. Bullfrog. Oof, that's a very strong drink. I don't understand why anyone would drink well, well, bullfrog. I don't want to judge people. I respect everyone, but no, Would you ever write a cocktails book? Uh, it, it started when we were opening Amelia Dubai, and I wanted this unified cocktail book to be applied home in Beirut to be Dubai. So I had to write my the, my own cocktail book, few kilshi from the classics to the internationals to the signatures. All fa- all cocktail families are included in this cocktail, and yeah. it's very well organized. Okay, what is your favorite base spirit to work with, and why? Whiskey. 
whiskey. Why? Without without any, without any hesitations, whiskey. Uh, it's uh, both. Uh, for for me, it's it's a very it's a very complex spirit. Yet it's it's very diverse. You can play with whiskey as much as you want. There, there is every possible flavor inside whiskey, but you have to choose carefully. Anything you can think of in terms of flavors, in terms of uh, is a big flavor palette. Mojo de Belwisia. You just have to find your perfect one, your mm -hmm. whiskey. Mm -hmm. And based uh, on based on that, you can highlight certain flavors uh, with the use of other ingredients in the cocktail, which I find amazing. Right after it comes gin, and it's as diverse as whiskey. Literally anything can be paired with the with the right whiskey. Yeah, some bartenders I've met have confessed that they love crafting drinks, but aren't really fans of drinking alcohol themselves. Are you one of those people? Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of drinking alcohol. The way I see alcohol, uh, it's a spirit to be sipped. All right, mm -hmm. the the slower, the calmer I am while sipping my 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 spirits. The better I get insights من جواتهم بقدر افهم بقدر افهم هالشي اللي عم بشربه اكثر بقدر اكتشف الهيدن لايرز بالفليفرز بالاروما بالستراكشر تبعه سو اتس نوت اباوت نوت بينج فان اوف درينكينج اتس اباوت ذا واي يو درينك او اذا بدك واي دو يو درينك اي درينك تو اكسبلور يا اوسو لايك جست لايك اني اذر شيف بيطبخ طبخه بيدوقها كرمال يشوف اذا الفليفرز ورك توجذر اذا تايبه وهذا الشيء مزبوطة بالكوكتيلز ابدو افري سنجل كوكتيل بعمله كل ليلة ولا درينك طلع من البار ولا مدوقه اه بدو ذا درينك ذات يو سيرف بيبل ون دروب فروم افري كوكتيل او ذاتس انترستينغ اوف كورس اي ثوت ذات واز نو نو لا لا ات از ات از لا لا وانس يو بريبير ذا كوكتيل اتليست في ون دروب عم دوقه نشوف الفليفر از ات كونسيستنت از ات exactly the way it should be or mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so if you were on an island where you can drink only one cocktail for the rest of your life what would it be that's, that's a tough <laughs> one coming that's a very tough one <laughs> okay one drink on an island on an island mm. can you specify on the island the weather um it's always sunny on that island nice yeah next to the beach but it's a deserted island so like there's no people there's only you <laughs> cocktail on that island wow yeah that's a quiet okay all right nice mm -hmm. it's called sbagliato wow it's an, it's, a, it's an italian classic cocktail it's called negroni sbagliato okay it's uh it's shway low in abv very fresh Uh, very very good in terms of flav flavors bil zabadik uh, floral floral notes li bealbo li fruity notes li bealbo super good super well balanced like ana khlina naqlub hala rolls ana rah asalak where does this drink take you i guess this deserted island auto okay. auto auto a good afternoon in italy okay nice What would you say is a common problem in the bar business and industry in Lebanon specifically? Well, like honestly, the bar industry in Lebanon is massive, and I was shocked when I went uh, outside Lebanon when I competed against other bartenders. We're doing a marvelous job, Salaha. Oh, Lebanon has always been the the party destination, for a reason. 
I don't think that that was beat. I think it, it can be enhanced in like in a few things. But 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 not not major problems with hospitality. Blackest. Mm -hmm. We are known for the hospitality horn, and hopefully we're gonna stay known for the hospitality. Especially, the crowd in Lebanon is very diverse. So Lebanese, by nature, are curious. That's something I love about them. They're willing to try new things. I have never faced a problem. My had a was born. We had ten years of hospitality. You know, جرب دوون شيء جديد أو جرب عطيني experience جديدة وقولولي لا. They always welcome this. Um, so, Akid and I have been to many bars in Lebanon and around the world. Which bar would you recommend other than Amir? Atlas, Singapore. For why? What's so special about this place? It's massive. It's, it's a beautiful place. ambience, service. There's also a place called Artesian Bar in London. Lahatto on my list. Hopefully, yes. Um, اوكي كمان هي ما خصها بال بالالكوهول ما خصها بالبارتندنج ما خصها بالكونفرسيشن بس هو once told me about this swing that you want to go and try the swing at the edge of the world اسمه the swing at the edge of the world yes wait i'm i'm googling it i want to see how it looks like it's in ecuador oh wow that's insane okay you try it i think i'm never I didn't try it yet, but I'll definitely try it. What is your number one tip for young aspiring bartenders? To listen, to listen carefully. You know, once you truly listen to the guests, you can get insights of what they want, what they need, what they're looking for. That's the greatest thing I've ever learned: to listen, to truly listen. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they'll, they'll tell you impressive, impressive things about them and about the world as in, in general. You know? mm-hmm. A- again, we, we're in the hospitality industry. We're here to serve people, and yeah. visualana to get a good time, to get this, uh, this services that are like this, uh, this added value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is it true that you are currently working on a solo project? <clears throat> yes, uh, during the day I am. We're working uh, on, on something that is digital. We're launching an NFT collection that's related to the bar industry very soon. Much mm-hmm. the bar industry, the hospitality in general. Hello, I'm not gonna lie. This conversation made me want to swap my coffee with a cocktail. So, um, how about an espresso martini? I think that's a good daytime. Masalam. Is it? It is. Uh, and a Bloody Mary, for example. I like Bloody Mary, and I'm so ashamed of saying that I like Bloody Mary because everyone right. approaches me. Let, let, let me say this out loud. Hello on Mike will podcast. Yes, I'm yes. a massive fan of Bloody Marys. Thank you. <laughs> Bloody, Bloody Mary is a cocktail that, that is usually done wrong. There's a technique we learned actually from Italian chefs. Whenever you go to Italy and you order something that has tomato sauce in it, usually sauce is aged then acidity of tomato over time changes the structure. It breaks down the molecule of what changes. It releases new aromas, new flavors. We tried this technique, we applied it to the bar, we aged our Bloody Marys. And the result was even more massive. So I think it have the Bloody Marys now. I'm a double fan. Wow. So for everyone who's listening, who maybe have the Bloody Mary, go and try Firas's Bloody Mary. I tell them you haven't tried the good Bloody Mary yet. Okay. Because I admit it's very tricky. 
اتس فيري 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 تريكي دايما بنعملها ان بيج باتشز كرمال نقدر نكون از سبيسيفيك از بوسيبل واز از اكوريت از بوسيبل بالانجريدينتس بالميجرز تبعهم اذا بدك بالجراماج لانه البيبر السولت الاخبار السبايسز كلهم على الوزن اللي بينعملوا هذا الشيء هلا المفروض يكون حمس كل العالم عم يسمعوا يروحوا على اميليو ويشربوا اند تراي تو بلادي ميري يس اند ذي اول ار ويلكم Please and try it and let us know um, what you think about it. Put it to the taste test. Firas, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and for your time. Um, I, I really thank you for hosting me. With you. Yeah, hopefully we'll do another podcast on uh, food and drinks. Definitely, we can do many things. We can do a series about anything related to hospitality. So if you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to share it with friends. Um, especially friends who don't like Bloody Marys. Um, <laughs> and be sure to follow us for more interesting content. The Berry Buzz is available on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and also on our YouTube channel at Berry Videos. I'll see you next week.